Welcome to Money Isn't Scary, a podcast for women to explore our fears around money and inspire each other to be financially empowered. I'm Megan Dwyer, and I'm making it my personal mission to remove the taboo around money and help women rewrite their stories so they can stop staying small and begin to live life on their terms. In this show, we get real and uncomfortable as we unpack our beliefs, thoughts, and behaviors that aren't serving us anymore. I can't wait for you to join me on this journey. So let's dive in. Hi, you guys. Welcome back to another episode of the Money Isn't Scary podcast. I'm your host, Megan Dwyer. So today, I want to talk about a belief that's come up a lot lately for me. And I thought it would be really important to talk about here because it's so universal. And I feel like it's essential to healing in order to dissect it. So it's this story that I've been telling myself that in order for good things to come into my life, it has to be hard. To elaborate a little bit more on this, it's the belief that life in general has to be hard, that we have to work really hard and sometimes even suffer for what we have. If you're listening to this podcast, I'm guessing you may have identified as an overachiever at some point in your life, just like me. For as far back as I can remember, I was living under the presumption that I need to work hard for everything that I have in life. Accomplishments, people, physical things, good feelings, right? Because if I didn't, it would all come crashing down. And I needed to keep up because nothing in life is simple and easy. And the older I get and the more responsibilities I have, the more ingrained this story has become for me. So where does it come from? I think it's a combination of a few places. The first is our families. And in particular for me, my mom. Mom, I love you. I know you're definitely not listening to this because you don't even know what a podcast is but I got this belief from you. One of my mom's favorite phrases to say when I was growing up was, must be nice. Looking back, this clearly came from her own insecurities, but it's incredible how something so seemingly innocent gets passed on. The beautiful home and the vacations and the flexible schedules were only things that a very special few people had and everyone else had to grind. My mom worked part-time as a nurse when I was growing up and complained about work almost every day. Because of that, I got the idea that going to work had to be something so grueling and exhausting, and I had to look forward to the weekends because the rest of the week was a struggle. Before I was even old enough to have a job, I was getting the Sunday scaries because I was taught to. Again, it had to be hard. And in her defense, she was taught the exact same thing and didn't have access to the same tools as we do now to help ourselves through this stuff. And at the same time, I owe it to my kids to do this work so I can break that generational pattern, which I'm going to talk about a little bit more in a few minutes. School can also play a role in this belief to some extent. Oftentimes, especially as we get older and into middle school and high school, We're learning something just so we can pass a test and get good grades, which we're taught is the definition of success. The message is that if we work really hard, we'll get into a good college, we'll get a good job, and we'll have a good future. 
And for me, it almost instilled the sense of fear that if I did screw up, I would go nowhere in life. Again, reinforcing that there's only one way to be successful by working really hard. And lastly, and most importantly, this belief comes from culture, right? Hustle, slay all day. We're taught that we need grit and perseverance just to make it through the day. And we joke about how hard it is to make money for to make money and to support our families and to parent these days, to just generally survive. It also reinforces the fact that we're so stinking hard on ourselves. Like when diet culture tells us that all sugar is bad and then we feel awful about ourselves for eating a handful of Sour Patch Kids. Or something doesn't go as smoothly as we hoped and we tell ourselves that our lives are a mess or that we are a mess. The thing is, we're so used to struggling that it feels strange when we're not. Like when things come easy. I'm going to go as far as saying that we, as a culture, are addicted to struggle because it's actually less effort to focus on the struggle itself rather than unpack what's actually going on underneath or think about other options to change our behavior patterns. We can vent and get praise and support for our struggles and suffering, which we like. It allows us to avoid taking responsibility for certain aspects of our lives that are uncomfortable, which doesn't necessarily feel good, but feels less bad. When we walk around with this mindset, it's almost like we're worried that people will think that if life does come easy to us, we're not part of the club anymore, that we won't be liked anymore by all those people who are struggling too, or we won't fit in. Many of us have resistance to allowing things to come easy. We think that if things come easy to us, that other people will get jealous or won't like us or, and this one is a really big one for me, we don't deserve it. We feel like it's not fair if things come easy to us because there's so many other people out there struggling more than us. And I'm going to go out on a limb and guess that this is pretty common for many other women out there as well. I think life feels hard because we're scared. We're scared of the endless goodness that is possible for us that we haven't even allowed ourselves the ability to see and experience. It's another way we keep ourselves small because the more energy we put into working hard, struggling, suffering, just surviving, the less available we are to give and serve and really make a difference for other people, which makes us feel fulfilled and genuinely happy. I think that's what we're really scared of, happiness, like genuine contentment. And with that, any potential ease, because all we've ever known is the hard, right? When we go about our days in this struggle, suffering mindset, we're also preparing our kids for a world that is hard, which is exactly what happened to me. There's this huge emphasis in my house on the grind. I was taught that it had to be hard, so I made it hard, and it was. It's basic law of attraction. Like attracts like, right? 
But now I'm in the driver's seat and I have the responsibility of raising little people to be functioning adults in the world. And I'm really starting to be attuned to the messages that I'm passing on and trying, which is the key word here because it's never going to be perfect, right? Trying to be more intentional about what I'm teaching them. Starting with being hard on themselves and understanding that so much of the struggle is actually in our control. So how do we let go of this notion that things always have to be hard? I have a few thoughts, but first I want to mention that these things don't happen overnight. This belief for me in particular runs very deep. So with anything new, self-compassion is crucial. The first step to making any change is awareness. And I know I say this all the time, right? We can't stop something from happening if we don't know what's happening. I was recently reading an article where they described our role in this process as a benign self-observer, which I love, right? It takes the intensity and the emotion out of it all and feels more nurturing to me. But the point here is simply notice. Notice when you start to feel off, right? When you start to feel triggered by something, or you begin to think critically of yourself or someone else, which really just stems from thinking critically of ourselves, honestly. Just observe without judgment and understand that these are just thoughts. They're not facts. The second thing that's really important here, I think, is watch the language that we use. Again, because our kids are listening. I think it's important to begin to challenge how we talk to ourselves. Once we become aware of where and how this shows up in our life, we can replace the inner dialogue with something more positive. One phrase or mantra that I've heard lately that I really like is, I'm not available for that belief anymore. I'm also going to try to be more aware of when and how I use the word hard. I bet that I use this word way more during the course of a day than I even realize. Glennon Doyle has a podcast called We Can Do Hard Things. I love Glennon and everything that she stands for. And what if instead of the message that we can do hard things, we replace hard with uncomfortable? We can do uncomfortable things. I think this allows us to develop a little more neutrality around our thinking and gets us out of that black and white hard and easy terminology. Lastly, let go of rigidity and relax into the process. So many of us struggle because we think we have to. If we let go of the how and we trust that it will all work out, it usually does. As women and moms, Allowing ourselves to relax, to be more flexible, to be more in the flow does not come naturally. But I think we've learned by now that overcomplicating everything isn't really working either. If this feels impossible to you, start by asking yourself a question. What would help me relax and feel safe enough to let go of old patterns? You may have never asked actually asked yourself this before, but it's all with the goal of allowing ourselves to let it be easy. Conventional wisdom tells you not to give up no matter what, even if you have to force it. But you hear all the time stories of people who have good things happen as soon as they stop trying to, to 
who was trying so hard to make it happen. This feels a little woo-woo even for me, but I believe in it. When we attempt to force an outcome or become obsessed with perfection or specific timing, the universe will resist. Things feel hard when we have to force ourselves to do it. It's all just energy. And it works the other way too, right? The more fun we have, the more abundance we ultimately find. The principle of least effort is a broad theory that postulates that animals, people, and even well-designed machines will naturally choose the path of least resistance or effort. I think there's no better example than trying to get a three-year-old out of the house in the morning into preschool drop-off by a certain time. Forcing it creates resistance, tantrums, and frustration, and possibly even tears for everyone involved. Letting go of it all. The fact that it drives you crazy when you're late. The fact that he spilt Rice Krispies all over the backseat of the car and now you have to clean it up. The self-judgment that you're not a good parent if your child doesn't do what you ask. Letting go of all of that is part of the process. I think letting it be easy comes when we accept what is happening rather than fight against it. When it begins to feel hard, I think maybe that's our cue that we need some self-care. That's the trigger that tells us that we need to listen to our inner voices, relax, and trust that it doesn't have to be so hard. It can actually be easy. I strongly believe that everything works out the way that it's supposed to when we believe that. Okay, you guys, thanks so much for listening today. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And if you liked this, please, again, as always, feel free to share with a friend. And it would be amazing if you could write me a review on Apple Podcasts because that's how I can reach more people. Thanks so much, you guys, and I'll talk to you next time.